0: it's Next Stop Mississippi. I'm Sherita bring with Mary Margaret Miller from Visit Mississippi. Today we'll head over to the Highway 80 Music Festival. Emily Gatlin from the Mississippi Book Festival will tell us about this great event coming up. The Jackson Music Awards are coming up. Plus we'll learn about the Delta Dragon Boat Festival and things to do in Greenville. You can give us a call and tell us about any local events going on in your area. The number is 877 MPB Ring. That's 877-672-7464 You can also follow the conversation on Twitter by searching the hashtag next stop MS. it's next stop mississippi and it's coming up after the news on mpb think radio
1: this is an mpb think radio podcast
0: back to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm Sherita Brent with Mayor Margaret Miller from Visit Mississippi. And today we'll head over to the Highway 80 Music Festival and uh, we'll speak with Rochelle Putnam about that. Emily Gatlin from the Mississippi Book Festival is going to tell us about this great event coming up in Mississippi. The Jackson Music Awards are coming up. We'll learn about that. And the Delta Dragon Boat Festival is going on in Greenville and we'll learn about that. Plus some other things that you can do while you're in Greenville. You can give us a call and tell us about any local events going on in your area, any kind of things that you're doing to beat the heat. Give us a call, 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. If you're on Twitter, you can follow the conversation there as well by searching the hashtag NextStopMS. Good morning, Mary and Margaret. Thanks for joining us. Good morning, Sherita. My Glad favorite day of the week. Is it? Always, always. <laughs> just to start the
2: weekend, of course, and to start the day at MPB with you and yes. Sam and the crew here. So happy Friday, everyone. Happy
0: Friday. Let me tell you, I was standing outside just for a few minutes this morning and I began to sweat. I mean, the heat is bad, and it's not even the middle of the day yet. I know. It it starts
2: early, and it stays late.
0: Wow. Well, I was listening to our uh, news guy, our weather guy, talking about it's going to be 110 degrees, the index. But, you know, my granny is always like, well, you need to get out early and run your errands. And I'm like, granny, it really doesn't matter. It's just going to be hot any part of the day. So please stay cool, folks. Stay hydrated. Keep your pets hydrated and everything. We talked about that a little bit on our Creature Conference. But you've been traveling some. You went to uh, Vicksburg recently.
2: Yeah, that's right. I was in Vicksburg all all day yesterday for their annual Putting on the Ritz Familiarization Tour. This is when the Vicksburg Convention Center and the Vicksburg uh, Tourism Office invite folks in, associations from around the state, to really see all of the assets that are there in Vicksburg. So I got to tag along. We're going to host a gathering um, in January of 2017 called Backstage Pass. That's mm-hmm. our annual festival and event. Uh, professional development workshop. So anyway, went over to Vicksburg, had a great time, had a wonderful meal at the Rooftop Bar, 10 South, that we've talked about on the show before. Wow, I had not been up there before. And you you go up, it's open air, but actually very cool. They've got some fans going, and Mm -hmm. of course you're you know, a million feet in the sky. So yeah. there's a nice breeze. But the the view really is just, I mean, knock you off your so- knock y'all you feet, really mm-hmm. amazing. And so I was talking to my neighbor at the table and saying, wow, you know, I've just never seen the Mississippi River like this. This is incredible. <laughs> well, little did I know, I learned something new yesterday. Mm-hmm. We're, we're not actually looking at the Mississippi River. We're looking at what they call the Yazoo Diversion Canal. Oh. So this is when they rerouted the Mississippi River, the oh. Corps of in the early 1900s. So what I'm looking at from uh, the beautiful tabletops of, of the rooftop bar is the Yazoo Diversion.
0: Okay. Yeah, I never would have known that.
2: <laughs> but it's still a monstrous body of water with a yeah. lot of uh, traffic, a lot of barges, a lot of boats, uh, mm-hmm. really, really uh, stunning. So that was pretty cool. We started the day off there, and then we got on a wonderful um, shuttle bus and took a historic tour of Vicksburg. Mm-hmm. Now, um, it's so interesting. If you live in a place like Jackson, you drive over to Vicksburg. It's, you know, a quick 40-minute drive away, but the landscape changes so much. I mean, mm-hmm. you go from um, central Mississippi, sort of somewhat hilly, into these deep ravines, big hills, of course, these great um, views of the river. But one element of our historic tour that I found very interesting, and I, I vetted this with my historic preservation husband. It's, okay. it's, it's true. Um, there's an architectural element in Vicksburg that is found only in Vicksburg, Well, maybe a few other places, but Mm -hmm. mostly in Vicksburg, called the Pierced Wood Column. Okay. Have you heard about this? I have not. All right, let me tell you. So picture a home that has columns on the front. Mm-hmm. You usually think about the round or the square solid wood columns. Well, the Vicksburg pierced column is um, is more of a flat column. And okay. in the center, it has sort of a jigsaw cut. So mm. it might be different shapes or, or different designs cut out of the column. So you can literally see through the column uh, through like a decorative pattern. Oh. Now, once you notice this pierced wood column, you, you really start to see them everywhere. And they've even incorporated the pierced wood column designs into the murals down on the waterway um, uh, there in Vicksburg. So it's really just a cool little thing. And uh, I was talking to some friends the other day about kind of a Mississippi bingo, right? So mm-hmm. you can check something off your uh, your bingo board uh, once you've accomplished it, like eating a hot tamale or, yes. you know, running in the blues marathon. Well, or seeing hey, a waterfall in Mississippi. Seeing a waterfall in Mississippi, exactly. Yeah. So we've got to add the Vicksburg Piercewood column to, to that checklist. That's
0: cool. And I'll be looking uh, for a piece on that on the Visit Mississippi website at some point because you guys just are doing an awesome job of having these lists on the website. Yesterday, I saw that there's a a little Grand Canyon somewhere in Mississippi. Yeah, Wilkinson County. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I was like, wow, it makes me want to go see it. I probably would be afraid to climb or however you get up there to see it. But that's cool. I mean, Visit Mississippi, the Facebook page does a really good job of letting folks know, hey, we have a lot of things in state, a lot of things in state, waterfalls, Um, there's a a resort in Biloxi that I saw that I want to go to, I think Margaritaville or something like that. Um, so I just check out the Visit Mississippi Facebook page and you can get a good idea of uh, some of the places to go. And you even had a, um, a a site on there about budget friendly vacations for families. I'm like, man, that's a good idea. So yeah, I like that idea too, by Mississippi bingo. That'll be good. No,
2: absolutely. And you know, thinking about budget friendly, this is another thing that kind of came to mind yesterday, yesterday when I was in Vicksburg. They have this awesome, like, splash pad, you know, Mm -hmm. the the water features that are on, like, a flat piece of concrete.
0: Yep, the kids go crazy over
2: it. (laughs) It was covered up. I mean, there were probably 30 children out there with their Mm -hmm. parents, of course, sweltering in the sun on the sidelines. Right. Splashing around, having a good time. And I think those are really popping up all over the state and little pocket parks and, uh, different, you know, museums and cultural centers. And that's free. That's fun. And a great way for the community to come together.
0: Absolutely. And, uh, another way that the community typically comes together in Mississippi is through the Jackson rhythm and blues festival. Um, I got a chance to host one of the rooms last year and I think I got to perform at some point with Dexter Allen, but it is a really big deal. Um, this is the fourth year, if I'm not mistaken, and we have some big names on the lineup this year, talking Babyface. uh, T. Payne, Morris Day and the time and uh, you've been heavily involved with the festival in the past. You, you were on a panel last year that was a great job um, but what are your thoughts on the R&B Festival this year and what you think it's going to bring to the state? Well,
2: I'll tell you, I'm fired up. I met mm-hmm. with Alex Thomas this morning who's really the brainchild behind the Jackson Rhythm and Blues Festival and they're doing something really big this year. They're moving the festival downtown to the Jackson Convention Complex. Mm-hmm. Now, traditionally it's been at the, the Agricultural Museum but they're moving it downtown this year. All five stages, all 30 acts will be under one roof right there um, at the convention complex. And I'm telling you, Sherita, I'm pretty excited about it. Um, Alex was telling us a little bit about the different stages, what we can expect. One thing that they're doing is they're opening up um, the the upstairs patio there at the Jackson convention complex. I didn't even know there was a patio. You've probably never noticed it, but it's an outstanding, very cool um, outdoor setting. Mm -hmm. They're going to have monitors upstairs. So even if you're not in wow. the main, um, you know, lobby, in the main room, watching Morris Day in the Time, let's say you're on the patio having a cocktail, taking a break from the big acts, mm-hmm. you're still going to be able to see that action live on the monitors upstairs. So wow. they're thinking about funny. all the details.
0: Yeah. And I feel like this is going to turn into the Essence Fest of Mississippi, like what they have in New Orleans. It just brings thousands of people and money into the state. I feel like it's getting to that point. and uh this, this new move to the convention center is a step in the right direction, I think. So. Yeah,
2: absolutely agree and you know that that festival takes place on saturday august 20th so it's really just right around the corner the same day as the mississippi book festival which we'll Mm -hmm. talk a little bit about um uh, later today yeah but it's a great combo both things happening in downtown jackson do the book festival in the morning, cruise on over to the Rhythm and Blues Festival that evening. I mean,
0: what better way to experience the city with soul? Right. And uh, we're going to learn a a whole lot about music today. And we have on the phone with us Rochelle Putnam, uh, who's going to tell us about the Highway 80 Music Festival that is going to be in Jackson this weekend. Uh, Good morning, Rochelle. Thank you so much for joining us.
3: Well, good morning. Thank you for having me on the show.
0: Well uh so this is a songwriters festival. So tell us a little yes. bit about what gave you the idea to start this festival.
3: Well the the festival actually started through a Montgomery Institute initiative uh with a, a mayor's initiative through East Mississippi West Alabama called the WAM Mayor's Initiative. Uh WAM stands for West Alabama East Mississippi and they uh, mayors get together and talk about ways to bring Uh, the, uh, any kind of economic development into their communities, but we were specifically looking at creative, uh, economy, uh, avenues that could be looked at to, to bring economic development. And, uh, Mayor Mike Grayson of Demopolis, Alabama and myself were talking about, uh, a music festival, but we wanted to take it to another level. We wanted to, it to really be about creative works, original creative works, which is why we decided on a songwriters festival. And since the first fest in 2013, uh, the the whole purpose and the mission of the fest have been to expand uh, the songwriters platform and territory to provide education in the songwriting craft for songwriters of all ages and levels of expertise and to build and support the creative economy in West Alabama and East Mississippi and to ignite the public's understanding and appreciation for songwriters and their craft. <laughs> so it's much more than just a music festival.
2: Well, and and you've talked a little bit about how this collaboration is, is, is a two-state partnership. You're working with your friends in Demopolis. Rochelle, you're there in Meridian, but the, yes. the Highway 80 Songwriters Festival Travels, so to speak tell us about the model
3: yes well so uh that that was another initiative to take it down old highway 80 or to strike those towns on highway 80 and you know now i guess it's basically uh 59 or 20 uh but uh we've we've come from demopolis into meridian we were in newton last year we came into Jackson. Uh, well, we came into Jackson last year, but this year we created another venue uh, at the Art Center of Mississippi, which is actually happening this Saturday. We're we're hoping that Jackson will really become another anchor of the Songwriter Fest, with Demopolis, Meridian, Jackson, and maybe Vicksburg being anchors to the Highway 80. Uh, and so uh, we've had the, the first venue was in Demopolis, Alabama, on July the 2nd. Uh, and then it moved to Hallamow's this past Wednesday night, July 20th. We had uh, several songwriters there. Uh, this Saturday, we started, too, with a songwriting workshop with Dr. Alfonso Sanders, who is the director of B.B. King Recording Studio at Mississippi Valley State University, uh, we're also going to open up the platform for an open mic for songwriters of all levels, all levels, uh, ages to come and share their original material from awesome. 4.30 to 6.30. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we have a royal songwriting round at 7 with Dr. Sanders, uh, Robert Daniels, who is a Tennessee songwriter, and then Sidney Beaumont and Michael Hughes coming from New Orleans.
0: I think that's uh, awesome that you're welcoming uh, songwriters of any level. You know, folks who've been yeah. doing it for a long time, folks who are just getting started. And uh, I also appreciate the the focus on local talent. Uh, do you find that local talent um, they struggle to find a platform to showcase their talent? And so, is that a, mm-hmm.
3: yes, that is so true because you you know any other art form, we're we're very uh, un- understanding at. Uh, all the different levels of artists coming in, whether it's a visual artist or in drama or, or even uh, just uh, you know singing, uh, we're, we're we're very understanding that uh, artists begin somewhere, but when it comes to songwriters and having a platform for their original material. A lot of times, I don't think the public really realizes that most of the music that they hear on the radio started at a bar or a lounge or, you know, somewhere in their hometown. Uh, And, um, you you know, we go into venues and we want to hear songs that we're familiar with so we can sing along, Free Bird, you know, some of the Beatles stuff. And that's great. But I think it sends sometimes a message to, especially our young artists, that you have to be somebody else mm-hmm. instead of being your own uh artist and and writing and creating your own music.
0: Yeah, I appreciate you saying that because I've been a musician for a very long time. You know, professionally performing at least since eighteen, and there are certain songs that are just going to get people out of their seats, right? But yeah. then when an artist yeah. tries to perform his own music, it's kind of like, ah, oh, we don't know that. They don't even give yeah. it a chance, and I think that's really yeah. unfair because classics are going to be classics. They already have their space or place in history. So why not uh, be welcoming and embrace these new artists who are trying to create, you know, new classics? Uh, so. I- I really appreciate what you're doing there. Um, Any other thoughts on what else happens under the Highway 80 uh, Songwriters Festival umbrella?
3: Well, we will move into Meridian on July the 28th, 29th, and 30th. We have the local regional rounds, the 28th and North Meridian. We have uh, the downtown rounds in Weidman's Restaurant, uh, the Brick House Boutique, and Echo uh, lounge downtown. And these are all songwriters that come from, uh, outside of Lauderdale County. So we'll have Mississippi and Alabama songwriters and a couple from Tennessee coming into Meridian. And then Saturday, we will have, uh, Trish Walker from, uh, Delta Music Institute, a Grammy Award winning songwriter. She'll be doing the songwriting workshop that day, uh, at, at noon. And then we have Shauna P who is from Muscle Shoals, Alabama, uh, and she will be doing a vocal performance workshop. She is a finalist of The Voice. Uh, I can't remember which year it was. It was 2013 or something like that. She's incredible. She does these vocal performance workshops all over Alabama. And then we also um, will have an open mic that day uh, for songwriters of all ages and levels to come, and uh, our pro song, uh, songwriting team will be there uh, to accompany them or just to encourage them. And then that night at 7 at Suley Steamworks, and that's where all of this takes place on Saturday, will be the grand finale round with Trish Walker, Shauna P., and Eden Brent three-time Blues Award winner. And what's the date for that, Rochelle? And that's July the 30th at Suley with the workshop. Uh, downtown venues in Meridian are July the 29th. Uh, local regional venues are News Restaurant and Squealers, which is on the 28th.
0: Excellent. Well, Rochelle, thank you so, so much for joining us this morning and uh, good luck to you uh, with the festival. Well,
3: thank you. Thank you. And everyone can check the Facebook. We do have a Facebook page if they are confused about uh, when the venues are going to happen. So just look
0: up Highway 80
3: Songwriters
0: Fest. All right. Sounds good. Rochelle, thanks Thank for joining us.
3: Thank you so
0: much. All right, it's up. gonna right. Um, we're going to now take a quick break, and that sounds really fun. Songwriters Festival, just an awesome opportunity for artists. I think they should take advantage.
2: Yeah, to come together. I mean, when you think about songwriting, you often think about a solitary you know, act, but mm-hmm. really it's
0: often in collaboration. So a great way to work with some experienced folks, get new ideas. That's right. And uh, we're going to learn about some staying in line with creative economy. We're going to learn about some local authors and other authors are going to be coming to town really soon for the Mississippi Book Festival, which is a really big deal. I think it's going to be even bigger this year. So Emily Gatlin will join us after the break. We'll still learn about the Jackson Music Awards later on and the Dragon Boat Festival in Greenville. This is Think Radio on MPB. It's nice to
3: know.
0: back to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm Sherita Brent with Mary Margaret Miller from Visit Mississippi. And now we're going to learn about the Mississippi Book Festival, which had a really, really good showing uh, in Jackson last year, and it's coming up next month. And we're going to be joined by Emily Gatlin. Good morning, Emily. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Hey, so um, go ahead and tell us about how this festival has grown. Uh, I think this is, is this going to be the third year for the festival? This is this is only the second year. The second the year, okay. Yes. Um, So it was a really, really good showing last year. I mean, and you guys immediately were like, okay, we're going to do this again. Uh, it was a great inaugural festival. So tell us uh, uh, how it has grown from this time uh, last year to this year.
4: Well, this time last year, we did not know what to expect. And so we kind of went in with, 100 very brave authors, and um, ended up with thousands of people who came. And so um, this year, we kind of decided to keep it about the same and ended up, it kind of overnight just grew. And so we have 150 authors this year with 32 different panels. Wow.
2: That's now, right. Emily, last year, the the focus of the Mississippi Book Festival is obviously books. It's authors, it's writing, it's literacy. But please tell our listeners just a little bit about the kickoff last year, because that may go down in history as one of the <laughs> highlights of my life.
4: I know. It was, it was so great. We had um, Jackson State Sonic Boom in the South marched out from inside the Capitol to the steps, and there were, you know... Hundreds of people gathered on the lawn, and it was one of those special moments that, I mean, that could never be recreated, so we're not even going to attempt to do it this year. Um, <laughs> but I think that was a very special thing, and have, you know, John Grisham spoke, and we had all of our state leaders there with him, and it was, it was a very powerful moment.
2: Well, and another special thing is that we actually host the Mississippi Book Festival at the state capitol. Why was it decided to, why, why did you decide to hold it
4: there? Well, since it's a statewide festival and we wanted to be, you know, as inclusive as we possibly could, and that is where, you know, our state is based inside that building.
0: So tell us, you said you have about 150 authors this year. Where do you get these authors from? Are these folks who have to apply to become a part of the the book festival, or are they single-handedly selected or what?
4: We have an application process. And um, it's books published within a calendar year of the festival. And there's a committee of booksellers and people who work in publishing and just book lovers. And they kind of get together and go through the applications and decide, you know, what panels we can have and how to make that work best.
0: So, talk to us about uh, the setup, and uh, you know, I'm sure people are the authors are selling books, and they're getting to interact with people. Um, talk to us about how this is a benefit to the public to be able to get access to authors, and how it's beneficial to the authors to to be able to set up at this book festival and showcase their work.
4: Well, the unique thing about a book festival is that it is an intimate setting with authors and readers, and it's kind of the only place where all at once you can kind of meet your favorite people, and they'll sign books and kind of have a little one-on-one time with people, um, and so it's important to us to kind of make that as big as possible, and we've got all day long, we're running um, five panels at once, and they're spread out between the Capitol, and we're also using Galloway Church. Okay. Um, we, we grew that much that we needed that bigger space, and they're kind of staggered, so you can... You know, be able to hit things all at once. Yeah. Well, and so kind of an issue last year. We had we had big crowds last year, and there was kind of a traffic jam. Yeah, was it about over thirty five hundred attendees last year? That's as many as we could count.
0: Oh wow! (laughs) So we
4: think that there were more, but that's as many as we could count who were actually sitting in the panels.
2: Well, and we were there with a Visit Mississippi booth, and we talked to visitors from Georgia, from Louisiana, from Tennessee. So we know people are driving in to see these big, big-name authors like Jesmine Ward, like Richard Ford, Emma Walsh. I mean, these are some of my favorites. I'm hand-picking. Um, but, uh, but another really cool thing about the Mississippi Book Festival is, of course, you have this opportunity to meet, hear, um, hear these folks read, um, the, the big the big guys, right, the big, the big hitters. But you've also got a really cool independent bookseller um, space um, and an author-exhibitor space. Talk a bit about that.
4: We do. Authors Alley, it's a big tent on the street and it's got, I think we have a little over 60 authors this year who will be selling their own books and they'll be there all day and it's it's really wonderful and it's a way for people to maybe discover a new author that they didn't know about before.
2: And a lot of these folks are what, independently published, correct?
0: Yes, correct. So, uh, talk to us about some of the topics that are going to be addressed at some of these panels. I know they were a huge success last year. If I can't make it, I'm hoping you guys can like Facebook Live the panels, you know, something like that. Just to, we just do to suggest... we
4: film everything. So oh, you'll good. Be able to see it after the fact, if you have, if you unfortunately have to miss it.
0: Well, some but of the, the topics year, of the panels were really good. Could you talk about some of those? Sure. We
4: you know it kind of depends on what books that we get applications for. Um, like this year there happened to be a lot of civil rights history books. So we have two panels on civil rights history in Mississippi and then a special panel about schools and change, which is going to focus on education in Mississippi from the 1960s to present. Mm -hmm. So that's actually going to be very great. Um, We have Southern cooking. We have Southern fiction today, which is um, specifically Southern books. We've added a mystery and thriller panel um, we have a whole discussion about Willie Morris and his books, which will be in the Galloway Sanctuary, and that will be exciting. He's, um, we're featuring Willie Morris and Faulkner this year.
0: Are the panels uh, interactive? Do, do, can they, the audience members ask questions? Okay.
4: Yes, there will be um, probably the first 45 minutes it will be a discussion with the panelists, and then at the very end they take Q&A from the audience.
2: Well, and Emily, a lot of what we've talked about is um, kind of adult-lit, you know, stuff grown-ups might be interested in. But there are a lot of um, programs and activities aimed at young readers, um, aimed at kids. Talk a bit about that.
4: Absolutely. Um, we've got a children's illustrated panel, a panel for middle-grade readers, and a young adult panel. And Kate Camillo is actually anchoring our children's programming, and she'll speak um, at Galloway at 930.
2: Now, oh, who is that? Area. I'm not familiar with Kate.
4: Um, Kate is a two-time Newbery medalist. She wrote uh, Because of Winn-Dixie and The Tale of Deathboro. Um She's just so wonderful when, in, with our presentations, and we are so very fortunate to have her come. All right. And that will be a big hit with kids. And then we also have Kids Corner, which will be on the lawn, and we're having a uh, birthday celebration for a very special guest. Mm. So we want all the kids to come out for that, but it'll be wonderful. We've got children's programming that will happen all day long.
0: Excellent. So, which uh, is
4: an addition from last year.
0: Great. So for returning members, um, uh, attendees, or first-time attendees, how should they be prepared? Should they bring a, a bookcase with them so they can leave with books? <laughs> um, you know, How should they dress? Is it going to be inside and outside? And outside? Uh, what should they? How should they prepare for the festival?
4: You should definitely bring a tote bag to do okay. your... To put your books in because um, there will be books that you'll want to take home with you. Um, I recommend that you dress for comfort. Um, most, you know, the panels are all inside, but there are outdoor activities and the book signings are all outside. So you'll want to dress for comfort, bring bottled water with you. We'll have food tents and food trucks and things like that, but you might want to come prepared because it will be hot. Um, but we do the best we can to kind of keep that
0: a non-issue. Okay, so remind us again of the date and the time of the festival.
4: It is August 20th, and it opens at 9 o'clock. Uh, the first panel will be Kate Camillo at 930 in Galloway.
0: Sounds good. Emily, thank you so much for joining us. We really Thanks appreciate it. Thanks for having it. me. All right. Uh we need to take a quick break. Oh, and are you, you are you gonna be in town for the f- book festival?
2: I'm gonna be out of town this year, oh. but
0: let me tell you,
2: I have got to um make a trip to Lemuria because I was reading through the list of um authors and the panels and I am really behind on my reading. Uh, yeah. I think uh this little wee one in my life has gotten in the way of my reading, my <laughs> leisure reading time. Um, but yeah, lots of really good stuff coming up. And I'm telling you, it was such a cool gathering last year. I know this year is going to be even better.
0: Yeah, I missed it last year, so I'm hoping to go this year and I'm going to bring my tote bag and everything. So it uh, sounds really, really fun. Um, so we're, that's definitely something to look forward to, especially we have folks coming in from out of out of different states as well. So that's going to be, I think, a staple in the state for, t- for some time to come, hopefully. Well,
2: and I, I've said this before, I'll say it again. I love the fact that the festival takes place in the Capitol building. This is the people's space, the people's house. It's our time to be able to explore that that building, which is very architecturally fascinating Mm -hmm. and interesting and to spend time in the different um, chambers and rooms and Mm -hmm. and hear these conversations. So I just love the, the fact that we are on the Capitol lawn in the Capitol building, celebrating one of our deepest and richest legacies in Mississippi, which is that of literary
0: heritage. Absolutely. Absolutely. Alright, folks, so market calendars for the Mississippi Book Festival. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we'll learn about the Delta Dragon Boat Festival, which is coming up in Greenville, and also the Jackson Music Awards, which are coming up very soon. You can give us a call this morning and let us know about any events going on in your area. 877-MPB-RING. We do have some lines open. 877 Six four or email next stop at MPB This is Think Radio. No and
3: ways to grow a reading rainbow.
2: I can be anything. Take a look, it's in a book a reading
1: rainbow. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast.
0: welcome back to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm Sherita Brent with Mayor Margaret Miller from Visit Mississippi. And today we've been talking about various festivals happening across the state. We've talked a lot about music. And now we're going to learn about the Dragon Boat Festival, the Delta Dragon Boat Festival, which is happening in Greenville. Daniel Boggs is on the line with us, and he's going to tell us all about it. Daniel, good morning. Thank you for joining us.
5: Good morning. Thank you for having me.
0: All right. So for those who may not know, tell us what uh, Dragon Boat Racing is as a sport. What, what is it?
5: Dragon Boat Racing, uh, it's really new to Mississippi. I'll be quite honest with you. I think we have three festivals that are going on uh, throughout the entire state, one on the coast, one in Madison, Mississippi, and now one in Greenville, Mississippi. Uh, we're in our third year. Uh but it's it's canoe races. Uh fiberglass boats forty two feet long, twenty individuals that are rowing. You have a drummer on the front that's keeping the beat and an individual in the back that's steering the boat. Uh you line up three, four, five boats wide, they blow a horn and it's a drag race for about three hundred yards down, down the water.
0: Okay. Do you have to be experienced to know how to do this race or does everybody just kinda have to do their part?
5: No, definitely not experienced at all. Um we, we target this towards clubs, organizations, fraternities, sororities. It's just a team-building thing. Uh, this year we're actually having the, the fire department from Greenville, Mississippi. We're having several schools that are coming to this festival for the first time. It's team-building. It's all about working together. Uh, it's all about paddling together. And, and the first year, Rotary Club uh, actually finished second. They were the oldest boat. Uh, from a combined age uh, to enter the festival, but they just work together. They rode together, so It's really all about just team building and, and working together.
2: Well, and Daniel, so you said we only have a few of these dragon boat races in the state. Why is Greenville a good location for a race like this?
5: Well, Greenville, of course, is right on the Mississippi River. Uh, we have an oxbow, oxbow lake called Lake Ferguson uh, that's just right over the levee. It's right here in downtown Greenville. Main Street Greenville is an organization that is dedicated to downtown revitalization efforts. Uh, and, and Lake Ferguson is one of our greatest assets. So what we're doing is we're just actually capitalizing on one of our greatest assets uh, to try to hold a festival. Everybody loves coming out to these family fun events. Um, so we decided hey let's put one on the water which we have we haven't done in quite some time so this has really given us an opportunity to get the residents back down to downtown and actually getting them on the water
2: now and there's another um, layer here right that that really deals with the ethnic heritage of Greenville in Washington County uh, that with there the Missis- is,
5: there is yes yes um, Greenville Mississippi has a huge um, uh, it has a great history in Chinese American. Uh, there are many Chinese Americans uh, that came here for agricultural purposes um, after the war. We have a huge uh, concentration of uh, Chinese Americans, and they actually have been a great partner of ours. The, the Chinese American Citizens Alliance, who has been really has really gotten involved with this festival, and they have been really our core volunteers to kind of help uh, make this festival happen. So this is a this isn't festival that has kind of evolved out of Asian traditions. Um, so working with them to kind of promote this event and put this event on has, has just been great, and it's really had great exposure to the Chinese Americans within the Mississippi Delta.
0: Yeah. Now, uh, talk about, uh, you were talking about partnerships, your alliance with the city of Madison, and uh, do you hope to expand the whole dragon boat racing uh, culture?
5: Yes, uh, that was actually great. I came down and met with Jody McGaugh. Um, of Madison County uh, Chamber of Commerce, I was passing through Jack and I called her up. and said, "Hey, can I come by and visit with you?" She said, "Sure." So we got to talk and exchange stories about how we both put on our festivals. Their festival is a little bit bigger than us. I think they have 48 votes this year. Uh, we actually have we actually have 25 this year. Mm-hmm. But we were change- exchanging stories, and I said, "You know, wouldn't it be great if we just created this alliance? Uh, we have this festival. We have all these teams that come out and..." And whenever they win, we we pat them on the back and we say, you know, thank you. We we really appreciate your participation. We'll see you next year. So we decided that we were going to create an alliance. And this year, they've already had their festival. It happened in May. They're going to send their champion up to compete in our festival. And the winner of our festival this year will actually go down next May and compete in their festival. But it, it is. It's all about tourism. It's all about getting people to different parts of the state. So we're really excited that the group from Madison, I think it's CrossFit Madison, is going to be coming up and joining us this year. Uh, they're going to be staying at the Green and Suites, which is um, a hotel that's owned by Troggers. They're one of our great sponsors of this event. Um, so we're glad to get them here and, and um, let them experience this festival with us.
2: Well, and, and those who are not participating in actually rowing the boat and, you know, getting out on the water, uh, what, do, what do folks on the sidelines, uh, you know, what, what can they take away from an event like this?
5: You know it's really it's really just all about family fun. We really in this day in this hustle and bustle environment it, it's sometimes we just don't take the time to really get to know our neighbors. Uh, we are creating an environment. Uh, we're going to have a miniature golf course down here. we're going to have inflatables for kids. Um, we're going to have live music games for adults. We're just inviting everybody down to Shelburne Park, which is a, which is a city park right there on the water. And we're just telling you, come out. Let's have a little bit of fun. Let's eat some good food. Max and Army's is going to be catering the event. Um, and let's watch some friendly competition. So they can come down there, and, and it's a come-and-go thing. Uh, we're expecting probably 15 to, fifteen to 1,800 participants at this year's festival. Um, we're also hosting a block party the night before on historic uh, Walnut Street, Walnut Street Entertainment District. Travis Bolin is coming in from Nashville. He's a dynamic artist. He's going to be doing a block party for us. Uh, so if they want to come down and listen to some good blues, uh, which the Delta is known for, we would encourage them to also uh, help us or come be a part of that at 211 Walnut Street in downtown Greenville on Friday the 29th from 6 to 10. So we, just, we can really try to pack it full of things to accommodate a, an array of, of individuals and personalities. And uh, we have good response. We really do.
0: Yeah. Um, Now, one last question for those who want to, you mentioned tourism. uh, What are some main things that people can do, like when it comes to touring in Greenville? I know Doe's Eat Place is a really popular restaurant there.
5: It is. Doe's is is, is great. I eat there. Um, I try to eat there a few times a year. It's (laughs) it's absolutely wonderful. Uh, We have Doe's. I mean, as far as eating, you have Doe's. You have Jim's Cafe. You have Pasa Cage. You have the Shotgun House. You have Stampsons. uh, there's a lot of good uh, I like to call it soul food here. Um a lot of good food for people to, to take in, but also there's a lot of uh history, a lot of museums around the around the area. We have the Highway Sixty Blues Highway Sixty One Blues Museum in Leland, we have the Jim Henson Museum, the B.B. King Museum over in Indianola. Uh and we just have the Grammy Museum open in Cleveland. All of these are less than thirty minute drive from Greenville, Mississippi. Yeah. Um in Greenville, Mississippi we actually have the nineteen twenty seven Flood Museum, the Greenville History Museum, Uh, the Jewish Museum. So there's a a lot of things that actually are going on um, regarding arts, culture, food, heritage uh, within the Mississippi Delta. So there are definitely a lot of things uh, to take advantage of if you want to come visit us.
0: Excellent. All right, Daniel, uh, we'll remind us once again where folks can go to find more information about the festival.
5: They can call our office at 662-378-3121, or they can visit us at www.mainstreetgreenville.com.
0: All right. Daniel, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, are you competing in the festival or are you going to be watching? This year, I'm not.
5: I actually competed in the first two years. This year, it's just gotten to a point where it's gotten so large that I'm actually going to be working all day.
0: Oh, okay. All right. (laughs) Well, maybe if they need a sub, you'll just just have to be ready. Okay, Daniel, thank you so much for joining us. You too. Thank you. All right, that's going uh, to wrap up that interview. We're going to take a, our last break. I'm really ready to end the show. Like, I was about to end the show like nine minutes ago. <laughs> <early. laughs>
2: Don't do that. Don't do that. I have to say, now, Daniel didn't mention this. We talked about food in Greenville, but my uh, favorite spot is a place called Geno's, and it's Geno's, okay. uh, kind of fast food type joint, mm-hmm. uh, but you can get hamburgers, catfish, like all sorts of food there. Yeah. Um, uh, that's that's what I'm recommending. You go dragon boat, burn some calories, and then go yeah. have like a. a- chili burger with slaw from Oh G. yeah, afterwards.
0: Yeah. Doe's on their website is a huge piece of steak on the website. It just makes your mouth water. So plenty of options in Greenville. Uh, we're going to take our final break when we get back. We'll speak with Lee King, the executive producer of the Jackson Music Awards. We'll tell you about what to expect with that. Still some time left if you want to give us a call. 877-MPB-RING is the number. Let us know what events or activities are going on in your area of Mississippi this weekend. That's 877 672 Seven four six four. We'll be back in just a moment.
1: told
2: me, to me she Everything it dream
1: the and This is an MPB Think Radio podcast.
0: welcome back to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm Sherita Brent here with Mary Margaret Miller from Visit Mississippi. Today we've been talking about various festivals coming up in Mississippi. And we're going to close by talking about the Jackson Music Awards. We're joined on the line by Lee King, the executive producer. Uh, Mr. King, good morning. Thank you so much for joining us.
6: Well, good morning, my beautiful friend. How are you today?
0: Doing very well. Now, we know this is your area, music and entertainment. Uh, How how many years has the Jackson Music Awards been happening?
6: Oh, Jackson Music Awards have been around for 42 great and wonderful years, and the Gospel Music Awards have been around for 38 fantastic years.
0: Wow, so tell us a little bit about what people can expect. I know you're going to be honoring uh, Eddie Levert, I believe. Uh, tell us about that element.
6: Well, yeah, the, uh, the, the the if you don't mind, I'd like to talk about the gospel first, if you don't mind. Sure, go ahead. Okay, the Gospel Music Awards is, is the biggest gospel event of the year, and it's on Sunday, July the 31st, and it will be held at the uh, Marriott Hotel in downtown Jackson. And the theme for this year's uh, Gospel Music Awards is A Journey Through Soul. It will be hosted by uh, Harvey Watkins, Jr. and uh, Sam Jones. And awards will be given away in, in uh, 27 different categories, which is an amazing uh, set of categories. And the honorees this year, we're going to be honoring uh, Evelyn A. G, Agee, Tyrone Porter, uh, and Stephanie uh, Butler-Morris. Mm -hmm. Now, some of the performers will be uh, Kayla uh, Bailey, uh, Anointed Bodies of Christ, Third Generation, Uh, The Showers, Alvin Garrett, The Anointed Brown Sisters, Damian Little, Roy and the Revelation, and the mighty Doug Williams of the Williams Brothers. Oh, yes. Yes, indeed. And uh, that's going to be a powerhouse show that's Sunday, July the 31st. Again, downtown at the Marriott. Now, the Monday night, uh, the 42nd annual uh, Jackson Music Awards will be August 1st on that Monday night at the same hotel, the Marriott Hotel downtown in Jackson. And its theme also is a journey through soul. Mm-hmm. Uh, the show will begin at 6 p.m. And the host will be Rob J and Alice Marie. Now, awards on this show, there'll be 28 different awards, uh, award categories, and this year, honorees will be, like you said, Eddie LaVert of the O.J.'s, a guy who has proven his worth in the R&B business and the music industry as a whole, uh, production guys who rarely get credit like Johnny McGee and Daryl Simmons and Doug Stringfellow. Uh, our entertainment for that night, which is a powerhouse of entertainment, Bridget Archer and the Bridget Archer dancers, J.J. Timms, the blues man himself, Eddie Cotton, mm. Alvin Garrett. Nathaniel Kimball, Tucker, uh, Gordon Banks, and Miss Jody. Now, we're going to do a special tribute, though, to Prince, and that will be done by uh, Josh Foxy and uh, Terrell Moses. Oh, wow. That's
0: going to be great. Yeah.
6: Oh, yes, indeed. We're going to have a Bunch of fun. And, and by the way, I think you're supposed to be there, too, as a presenter. Am I correct?
0: Uh, yes, sir. I just need to figure <laughs> out who I'm presenting.
6: <laughs> oh, yeah. You will get that real soon. <laughs>
0: okay. Okay. Uh, sounds good. Well, um, so how do you go about really picking who to perform at these awards? I mean, there are so many wonderful musicians in Mississippi. I'm sure it's been hard to narrow it down.
6: It's always hard. But every year, as soon as the uh, Jackson and Gospel Music Awards is over. We only take about a, a month's break. Uh, in the interim, we have a crew of people or a, should I say a committee of people who go through the charts, uh, uh, look at what the artists are doing doing over the years as far as what kind of songs they put out and what kind of reaction they gotten and that sort of thing. And they come back to us with recommendations as to who they think uh, we should put on the show. The final decision is made by our president and and founder, Mr. Jesse Thompson, Jr. And I got to tell you, Jesse Thompson and Judy uh, Thompson uh, formulated this this, uh, Jackson Music Awards 42 years ago at a club called Club Checkmate. Mm -hmm. And they called a few of us together and talked about the idea of doing the Jackson Music Awards. And we sat there and, and listened. And when they made it clear that they wanted to recognize the accomplishments. Of outstanding mississippi recording artists and performers oh we were hooked instantly and i've been with them for every part of those 42
5: years
0: wow that's amazing well we are really really luck- lucky to have you uh in the state folks may not know but you used to work with james brown so you have seen firsthand what it takes to make an event successful and what it takes to entertain people so i'm sure this is going to be a wonderful event uh mr king thank you so much for joining us um is there any way that people can reach you if they have any questions
6: Oh, yes, indeed. If they are interested in contacting us, uh, please give us a call. The telephone number is, I hope they have a pencil ready. Uh, (laughs) The number is
0: 601-981-4035. 601-981-4035. All right, Mr. King, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. That's going to wrap us up here on Next Stop Mississippi. Mary Margaret, thank you for being in here. Thank you, Serena. Good day to you. Absolutely. Sam Wells is our producer. Jonas Adams was our call screener. Stay tuned, folks. Southern Remedy for Women is coming up next, right here on MPB Think Radio.